May we turn our Bibles to Exodus, 14th chapter. You can join me looking at verses 15 through 16 in this great text in the Old Testament. Genesis, then Exodus, 14th chapter, looking at verse 15 to 16. There, those who are able, if you don't mind, if you can stand in the honor of reading of God's word. Those who are not there yet, just say, hold on. All right, did not hear anyone say, hold on. So if you're there, say, let us begin. Yes. New Living Translation. I am reading verses 15 to 16. The word of God says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so that the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. I just want to read verse 16 one more again. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so that the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Another translation said, told Moses, stretch out your hand. As you take your seat, tell your neighbor, stretch out your hand. As we look at this text we are dealing with the principles if you will how to wait on God we talked previously how to wait on God one thing we need to do is learn how to stop Uh, did that help anybody last week learning how to stop that sometimes in our lives we are trying to do too much therefore we allow God to do too little But when we stop, we can watch and see the goodness of the Lord. We can see the salvation of the Lord. We can see God do the tremendous, amazing, wonderful things that he claims he's able to do. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's good to stop and to observe. Uh, We learn so much more from observing. We learn how to to chart the stars. Am I talking to somebody here today? By charting the stars, we learn direction. And by someone knowing how to look at the stars, they was able to take some 500 slaves. From down here in this area all the way up to Canada, I'm talking to somebody, because they was able to look at directions and understand. There, there was another person that, because he understood the stars and how seasons came, made the almanac. I'm I'm just saying some things for y'all to learn y'all black history. I might go back and find out who these folks are. But these people took the time to observe what was happening around them and that we are benefactors, if you will, of their observance. So when we stop to observe the goodness of the Lord, we start realizing that he is in control. The next principle I want to deal with on how we need to wait on the Lord is that oftentimes that we are not doing what we should be doing. 
See, if we just simply do what God has already told us to do in the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulations, in the midst of storms, in the midst of joy and even happiness, it's amazing how we can start seeing how God adds on to the blessings that are already there. Tell your neighbor, stretch out your hand. Looking at Moses, God told him to what? Stretch out your hand. If you go back to Exodus 4, chapter 2, verse, Moses felt he was unable to do this daunting task that God placed before him. I, I can put myself in Moses' sandals, if you will. I'm sorry, he was on holy ground. So I can see myself standing in Moses' stand with my feet touching holy ground, seeing a bush on fire but yet not burning, hearing a voice coming from a burning bush but yet not burning, and hearing God telling me to do something. And he's looking at God saying, am I able to do this? But God told him that just look what's in your hand. He had a staff. And this staff enabled him to do awesome work. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That God has already told him, use what I have already given you. We find the, the Egyptians are surrounding the Israelites. We found the Israelites were complaining to God saying that we would rather serve the Egyptians. We'd rather be enslaved and in bondage. We'd rather die a slave than live as a free man. Some of us find ourselves in that same dichotomy that we would rather die a slave than live as a free. But Jesus came and told us who the sun sets free. It's free indeed. We get excited in the Corinthians and Paul writes where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. So when we have been revealed the truth of God, we should go ahead and embrace that truth and walk in that truth and stop leaning on our own understanding. But I'm talking to somebody here this morning. But in all my ways, I will acknowledge him and he will direct my path. Come here, Moses. I acknowledge God. He directed my path. He told me to stretch out my hand. In Moses stretching out his hand, what has transpired here is that God has already told him, I'm going to use you to deliver the Israelites, and all I need you to do is use what I told you to use. In our lives, we need to catch in this process that and me stretching out my hand means me to use what I already got. Look what you have in your possession. Many of us can look around and look around that you have a lot of things that are able to be a blessing to somebody else. Now, now we may not measure up to other people, but that's the problem, that we keep on trying to measure up to other people and sort of measure up to Christ. I, I want us to grab here that I, I can never, ever, ever be like somebody else. Because God did not make me to be like somebody else. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? But God did make you for his glory. Yes, he created you. And yes, he did create you for a specific and an awesome, magnificent purpose. And it may not be like somebody else who you admire, who you esteem, who even may be your mentor. But the goal is for you to be all that you can be. For you to be in the fullness of God. Look at Moses. Moses was not called to be another Pharaoh, to be another king. He was not called to be Aaron, to be a priest. But he was called to set the people free. 
And Moses understood how his direction came from God. So in the time of conflict, and look how he responded compared to the people. The people complained and cried out and were in despair, had no hope of deliverance. But Moses was able to instruct them, told them, have no fear. Watch and observe the salvation of the Lord. Y'all see that? He, he told them what to do because he knew who was in control. And so Moses now turning to God into the same predicament, looking at the God, saying, what's next? God was telling him, what's next? You stretch out your hand. This tickled me. I don't know about you, but this to me can, became very comedic to me when I was looking at this text. And, and God was opening me up and had me realizing that God told Moses to be the one to stretch the water. Moses was looking for God to go out and do something miraculous, but God has instructed Moses to be his vessel. If you go to the end of the text, you see how the people knew it was God responsible for it, but God used Moses to initiate. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That sometimes we are waiting for a big sign to do what God has already told you to do. Let me walk down someone's block. You, you, you know what God has told you to do, but you're waiting for somebody to knock on your door. You're waiting for a sign to be written up in the air. You're waiting for something to come in the mail. But God has already instructed you on what to do. But, 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 but you are so unsure that you're going to need somebody to call you to tell you what God's already told you. And you are waiting for somebody to pat you on the back and to encourage you to go ahead and do what God has told you to do. But if you can help me preach this to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, just look at them dead in the eye, look at your neighbor dead in the eye, tell them, just go on and do it. Man, get, man, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to break you. Just go ahead and do it. God looked at Moses. Moses looking at God. God told Moses, just stretch out your hand. Moses realized, all right, God, you, 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 get, you, you know what's going on. You got this under control, so let me stretch out my hand. Now, something amazing happened when Moses stretched out his hand. Something magnificent happened when Moses stretched out his hand. When Moses stretched out his hand, all of a sudden the wind blew. Y'all see that? Moses raises, look at verse 1, Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. I, 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 don't, I don't know if y'all catch this process, but I want you to grab what happened here. Moses stretched out his hand, then God blew. Let me help somebody out. Once Moses did what he was told to do, God increased. Y'all catch that? As Moses stretched out his hand, right? Y'all catch that? He just stretched out his hand. Then God blew. Y'all can't, the hand didn't part the water, but the wind. Let me tell you why I'm so excited. God formed man out of the earth. He had nothing but some dirt, some dust. Heard a preacher say it this way, that dust is what you get from stomping on dirt. (laughs) 
Boy, it made me feel that much smaller. I like, man, I'm really nothing, ain't I? God took the dust of the earth, formed man. But it wasn't until he... Once he blew, oh, come on, somebody. Man became a full living being. I mean, Ezekiel preached to the bones. They got skin, they got joints, they became clothed. Can these bones, Lord, only you know? Preach to the wind. And when the wind blew, oh, they was living, ready to rock. Come on, somebody. Nicodemus, what you mean I must be born again? Oh, he said the spirit is like a wind. You don't know which way it comes, but when when it blows, you don't know which way it comes, but that's how the Holy Spirit moves, that it can just show up. So all I got to do is just stretch out my hand and let God do the rest. I'm helping you out, somebody. I'm helping you out that In your process of just waiting on the Lord, while you wait, uh, just go ahead and do what he's told you to do. And he'll take care of the rest. What gets me is that all he still did was stretch out his hand. Then God blew a mighty east wind. A wind that was going in the direction that they were going. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all missed that. How you want the wind at your sail? Yeah, let me, some of y'all don't not sailors, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. How you want the wind at your back? Let me help somebody else out. That in the Olympics, that they will not count somebody's record if the wind's behind them. Because they said you did not run fast on your own, but you had some help. How is it in the secular world they could realize that the wind gave them some help, but we can't? Recognize that God gives us help with the, with the wind. And so I realize here that when Moses just stretched out his hands, God just simply showed up and showed up. Because he says, I, I, I will take care of the rest. See, he's letting him know that I will be glorified. What, Mo, what Pharaoh is going to do is he's going to hard his heart come after you, but I'm just going to simply blow across this water, and you will walk not on soggy, muddy, marshy land, but no, you're going to walk on dry land. I don't know about you, but I've been to the beach and I see what happens when water leaves sand. That stuff is sinking stuff. You can sink in that mess, but God blew on the water so good. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Not only did the water move out, but the ground evaporated and became solid. A good solid road that was able to take those people across with their cattle, with their gold, with everything that they had. They get across the side. But now look at this other aspect too. See, while they were working out, working that out, God was working on their behalf. Because because the camp came against them. The camp came against the Egyptian army was coming against them as they were marching into the promised land. And the word of God says that the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, look, you see that in verse 19? Went behind them. And not only that, but also the pillar, the cloud that was leading them went also behind them. 
I don't know about you, but I'm glad that no matter what I'm going through, my God knows what's on, what I'm going through. Remember, we talked about why they had to simply stop. They were complaining about what they did see and forgot what they already had. They had a pillar of cloud to guide them by day and a pillar of fire by night. Come on, somebody. They had eternal protection from the Lord God creator himself, and they were scared of an Egyptian army. But I'm so glad that God does not give up on us, that even in the midst of our ignorance, in the midst of our lack of faith, in the midst of our own limited ability, it does not limit what God can do for us. Because did they, did they not lack faith? Yes. Did they, not, did they not trust in God? Yes. But because of one man, some of my cats on the way home, but because of one man, God said, I will use you to deliver them. And so God acted on his behalf. Moses stretching out his hand. A wind is blowing across the water. A cloud is behind them. And catch this, the cloud is bright on one side, dark on the other. How can a cloud be light on one side, dark on the other? That's a good question. I don't know, but God. <laughs> God can do what he wants to do because he's a bad man. And he decided that I will be dark to bring darkness onto those dark people. Y'all know what happens in, to dark people. They live in the dark. They work in the dark. They live in the dark. They don't want to come to the light because they don't want to be exposed. For the darkness that they do. Come here, light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. The Gospel of John said the light came into the world, but the world received them not. Because they would rather stay in their darkness than to come out into the light. But I'm so glad that God, who is light, shines his light upon us to show his favor on us. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Some of y'all didn't care. I'm just going to leave that alone. Y'all missing out that his light means his favor, means his, his, his purpose, his will is upon us. But I'm going to leave y'all alone. Y'all got quiet on me. I'm going to leave that one alone. See, see, because his darkness showed his wrath on the Egyptians and cast his, because his wrath was on them, they were led into confusion. Do you grab it here? That, that God will work it out on your behalf and cause your enemies to stumble and fall? When you stretch out your hands to the one who's able to make a difference, it's amazing how those who you thought were against you can't be seen. Look, look, look how the Egyptians' horse and charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. And, and, and they're following with this cloud, and their followers say they must be going in this direction. They must be going in this direction. Blind leading the blind, they all still fall. Hello, somebody. They, they, they were in confusion. They were in darkness. They did not know exactly where they were going. But God had a plan. Tell your neighbor, God has a plan. See, the plan was that God will make the Egyptians think they have the Israelites right where they had them. The plan was for the Israelites to act a fool and think that they were trapped. But God said, I'm going to use you anyway. The plan was that I was going to use Moses so that I will receive glory. Because you understand the main characters, not Moses, not Pharaoh, not the Israelites, but God. And God says, I'm going to do all of this so that I will gain glory through Pharaoh, that they will know that I am the 
God of the Israelites and that the Israelites will know that I am the one who has delivered them. Uh, am I talking to somebody else this morning? If you don't catch anything else, God did not wake you up for you to say it's my day, it's my birthday, it's my favorite day. But God woke you up for you to say this is the day. That the Lord has me. I shall rejoice and be glad. It's amazing if we look over our lives and start making ourselves the main character, but make ourselves the co-star and follow the star, and we will be all right. The bright and the morning star. Am I talking to somebody this morning? I'm trying to leave y'all alone. I'm trying to leave y'all alone. I'm going to get to my seat real quick. But I, I want you to grab this process while you are doing what God has called you to do. God's doing what he's going to do. Isaiah said that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Psalm 46 says that God breaks the bow and the spear and the chariot. What we're finding out here that when those who are against his people, God has takes, takes that to be an offense to him. Some of y'all might catch on the way home. But those who catch it understand that if God takes that offense towards him, he's going to show enough, show up. And say, how dare you mess with my people? I don't know about you, but my little baby brother, that I, I, I loved him like he was my own son. And when I did a summer camp and these kids were picking on him, and those kids knew how much I loved them who were, my, who were not my kids. And somebody came and told me, somebody hit your brother. They all said, ooh, because they, they saw my face. They were like, oh, he's going to hurt somebody. Because they understood that that was my flesh and blood. They were my flesh, but I would protect them. But somebody messed with my son, oh, they about to feel the wrath. And so I, I had to calm myself down so that I would be just. Hello, somebody. And, and what I do, but if I look at the God who is just, who is righteous, and, and, and I look at him, and, and he says that if you are my people, and I will be your God, that I am the king of kings, lords of lords, hosts of hosts, uh, and they come attack me, and that means they're attacking my God. My God can't be defeated. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Y'all ain't cast that. Y'all I'm just going to leave it alone. So God just threw them into confusion. Some said that the wheels were falling off. And they said this, the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that when somebody looks at me and they can tell, they can see for themselves that it's not me. But the Lord is fighting for me. I, I take the opportunity to testify to let them know that everything that I have, everything that I've achieved is not because of what I have done, but what he has done for me. God went behind them. I don't know if y'all caught that, but God went behind them because that's where the enemy was. The angel of the Lord and the cloud went behind, and then when it was all day, then it became night. The pillar turned into a fire. He was still behind them fighting on their behalf. What I'm trying to point out is that so many times we always think of God being in front of us. But I want you to know that God will be where he needs to be. See, don't try to place God where you want him. Just let God be God. And when you let God be God, it's amazing what he's going to do. So look what he did. He put himself in behind, but yet he had his spirit on Moses in front. 
And then he had water, some suggest 75 to 100 feet high, some suggest that it was frozen because it was stock hard. Look at Exodus 15 chapter and the part of the song, verse 8, and it was rough hard. So he not only, they not only, the Israel had protection in front, but behind, but also on the side. If you're not casting, if you just do what you're going to do, God's looking out for you. They didn't have to worry about animals in the water coming against it because there was a barrier. They didn't have to worry about the Egyptians coming too close because there was a barrier. They didn't have to worry about where they were going because it was following who was leading them. I don't know about you, but it, I, I find comfort in my life realizing that I don't have to worry what's behind, no to the left, no to the right. But I just keep my eye on the Lord. And look what happened. God told them, God told them if they stopped, if they be still. And they observe the salvation of the Lord that they will see their enemies defeated before them. The text goes on to say that they saw the enemy wash up on the shore. Because God overcame them with the water. They tried to escape, but God overcame them with the water. Well, Moses closed his hands. The water shut down upon them. And then they saw all their enemies, the desolation of the Lord before them. What I want to point out to you is this, that. When your victory does come, God will reveal it to you. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Y'all see like I'm born, y'all. Y'all cast that? They saw their victory before them. And, and, and I don't know about you, but once they got done, some Moses' sister showed up and wrote a new song. She said, I can't just sit still. I, 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 God done did something. May I get up and sing a song? Said she grabbed the tambourine. The women came around her and was talking about the glory of the Lord. Some of us need to sing a song in our lives. And go ahead and tell somebody the glory of the Lord that I had the enemy coming after him, but he stumbled and fell. I, I was sinking deep in sin, but the Lord saved my life. My marriage was falling apart, but the Lord brought it back together. My child was walking around like a, like they had no nerve in their head, but God brought them back to their senses. Am I talking to somebody here this morning that realizes that when things look difficult on our aspect and things are hard on our aspect, all I got to do is just do what God tells me to do. He says for me to trust in him. The song says, blessed assurance. Jesus is my old water. Foretaste of glory divine. I, I'm so glad that I am assured that my God can deliver me. Moses was assured uh, what God did in the past, he can do it again. So all he had to do just stretch out his hand. I talked to somebody here this morning that if God's done it before, he'll do it again. And I'm so glad that he gets better and better as the days go by. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days goes by. That's why that good old gospel hymn where we just simply say, Father... I stretch my hand to thee. Because why? There's no other help that I know. We know if he draw thy way something, where else can I go? Moses realized there's only one person I can turn to. And God instructed us to stretch out his hand. I don't know about you, but there's going to be some times in your life you don't know what to do. Just stretch out your hand. You, you, you don't know where you're going to go. Just stretch out your hands. Somebody say, I can't stretch out my hands, but yet cast this, cast this, cast this. If you get pulled over by the cops uh, and he tells you to put up your hands, what you going to do? You're going to put up your hands. Uh, how can you surrender to a cop, but you can't surrender to the Lord? Things getting rough in my life. I just stretch out my hands. Uh, Lord, I surrender all to you. I, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but God, you're able. 
So just stretch out your hands. Pastor Price, come on forward, please. Amen. Is there anyone here who do not know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? It's not hard. He said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, <laughs> you shall be saved. Amen. It's not hard to come to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Everyone stand. Amen. As the deacon and us are so walking the aisle, they're getting out of your